to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 281, The Doctor's Wife. My name is John, and joining me every time we build a TARDIS in a cave with a box of scraps is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Do you want to build a TARDIS? (laughs) I do. Excellent. I do, yes. Excellent. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. That's uh great. Yeah. Yes. How about you? Doing pretty all right. There you go. Doing pretty all right. There Looking you at the calendar and going, oh my good gosh, everybody, what, three fifths of my household have between a week and a half and two and a half weeks until summer vacation. Yeah. Look at that. We're Goodness. Very nearly there. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. What a time that will be. Yeah, in fact, two, I think two days after we next record, <laughs> we're going on a trip. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that'll be, um, I had to look at the calendar. I was like, oh man, are we going to have to reschedule? Nope. No. But the narrowest of margins will be just fine. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, uh, we got a doozy today. A doozy of an episode. But, uh, you know, before Love we get it. to that, we're going to talk about What's making us happy this fortnight? Taylor, would you care to do the honors? Uh, sure, sure. Let's see. What is making me happy? Um, well, Tears of the Kingdom is out. Ah, yes. The new Zelda game. Um, and though I don't play it, my wife and son both do. <laughs> <laughs> and so it has been, um, it's honestly, it's been a lot of fun nice. watching, watching them play and yeah. kind of... I'll be honest, after like the very first weekend it came out, um, they were kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this game. It's, oh, wow. It's it's like it's harder. It's similar, but it's changed in some ways. And and like the more we thought about it, the more we all kind of realized it's OK. OK, you guys have gotten so proficient at Breath of the Wild that finding yourself in a position where you're kind of starting over is challenging. Yes. And so by the end of last weekend, it was more like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Let's do this. Let's do that. You know, and, and you know, looking at I'm constantly like just in my news feed getting like, oh, here's this glitch has been discovered. Oh, hey, go here to find this. And so I'm saving all these things. I mean, like, here, guys, look, look, here's these things you can do. <laughs> so I'm doing I'm doing my part. There you go. That's great. I'm, I'm still. Yeah, I'm still sticking with my Gran Turismo for now. But nothing else? wrong with that. I might, I might, I might try my hand on it. Ooh, I'm not great at it. Ah, we'll see. I'm not, like I said, I'm not great at those kinds of games. But yeah, you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, what about you? Oh boy, um, well, we had a a very uh, fun filled weekend full of stuff. It was, um, it was yeah, Lauren's birthday yesterday. Celebrated, a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Lauren's birthday yesterday. Uh-huh. So um, on Friday we went to a Went to a, a bar that's nearby and told people if they wanted to come. We'd be on the uh, we'd be on the patio, so a bunch of people okay. came and we hung out and it was a lot of fun. Um, and then on Saturday, we, uh, me, myself, Ernesto, and our friend Megan, we went to um, the LAFC versus San Jose Earthquakes game. Oh, I think I saw you guys posting some stuff about that. Yeah, yeah. I posted right. one picture. He posted like a, a couple of more things. That was that's my first live soccer game. How'd uh, you like it? It was amazing. I want to go all the time. <laughs> uh, that stadium is beautiful. It uh, looks huge. It is. It's really big. Uh, I know Iron Maiden has played there before, and I was like, oh man, I would love wow. to see a concert here. It's very yeah. open. It's very. It's very nice. Um, very new. Um, how, as as far as sports go, how are ticket prices? I, I didn't. Pay, I actually didn't pay for these because. Um, oh. Yeah, it was a birthday gift from Ernesto to me, but I can check Aww. for you right now. I'm. Uh, I'm just curious because yeah, you, know, you, you hear about football games and some baseball games are just you know kind of crazy, and it's like, well, 
what about soccer? Yeah, when did... So we were supposed to go technically to back-to-back home games. We were going to go see um, them play the oh the St. Louis team, but that got moved, and I'm not sure when it happens. But anyway, let's just check Major, Major League Soccer. Let's just click this, and we'll just look at tickets. Um, and there's not a bad seat, I'll tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. We were sitting yeah. in, I'd say we were sitting in Section 1, 120 or maybe 220 no we were in 220 and the tickets there are like i'm trying to find our exact seats i almost found them these are (laughs) verify oh these are reseller tickets so those they can charge more which is annoying oh yeah sure but the lowest seat that i can see right now is section one 210 which is isn't that a couple of sections where's 210 oh boy sorry everyone 210 okay yeah so that's um these are 50 okay and they're, I mean, they're in the, quote, upper deck, but it's a soccer field. Mm-hmm. You can literally see everything. It's it's great. Oh, yeah. It's a lot nice. of fun. Um, That's not too bad. No. But, yeah, I would. So, anyway. Anyway. I totally distracted you with the, with the <sighs> ticket cost question. No, that's fine. But, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I can't wait to go see whenever that St. Louis game is. It's, it's great. Mm-hmm. I bought a scarf. <laughs> oh, I, look at you. I have a little soccer scarf. I'm ready to wow. go. I made some. I made a friend sitting next to me. He brought his kids. Uh, they mm-hmm. won. They won in a penalty kick because uh, San Jose committed a, a handball, uh, and it was like right towards the end. Uh, and uh, Carlos Vela made the kick, and we all jumped up and down and hugged each other. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> I loved every second of it. It was so fun. Nice. Very cool. Um, yeah, and I look forward to. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe I'll look and see what season tickets are like, but I heard it's hard to get them. But anyway, yeah. So that was Saturday, and mm-hmm. then yesterday we went and saw. Um, it was Lauren's birthday. We went and saw um, Hairspray at the Dolby Theater, where they have the oh. Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was mm-hmm. awesome. And then we got, we got dinner, and then looked at each other and went, "This weekend has been long. I don't want to do anything else." And then that's pretty much. <laughs> So yeah, it was a good time, and I will also say another thing that's making me happy is tomorrow, uh, gonna go see The Cure at the Hollywood Whoa, Bowl. Nice. Yeah, I'm nice. very excited. Oh my gosh, I would be too. Yeah, very pumped <clears throat> for that. Um, well, it's a good thing we didn't have to reschedule this. Oh no, 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 no. <clears throat> we keep the Mondays open for the most part. <laughs> so that's literally everything that is making me happy which is a million Holy things so, yeah it's it a lot of things that's great yeah it's been a been a good uh good weekend that's for sure yeah all right, right well let's get to some who news shall we yeah we've got a little bit one of them we kind of hinted at coming when last we recorded but sure enough may 13th we did get a trailer that revealed all three 60th anniversary special titles. Yes. And um, scrolling down to it, they are the Star Beast. Yes. Which there was already some speculation on because I think it's taken directly from the comic in yeah. which Beep the Meat appears. Uh, special number two that we don't, I don't know, I feel like we don't actually know all that much about is Wild Blue Yonder. Uh-huh. And special number three, in which we get Dr. Horrible slash the Celestial Toymaker slash whoever he might be with his odd German accent. Yes. The Giggle. Mm, the the giggle. giggle. Which might go down as one of the, the more unusual Doctor Who titles ever. I'm sure it'll rain in infamy. I'm sure we'll be talking about that for, for a while as to whatever. Indeed. So, yeah, um, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm ready. Same. We only have five, six, seven months. Honestly, yeah. I mean, if if you no, it's six because tomorrow is the twenty third. Ah, yes. And Doctor Who premiered on November twenty third, so we are six months away. Oh boy! From the sixtieth anniversary. Oh, the day itself. Please, please, right? and thank you. Let's get to it. <laughs> yep. Well. Not to be outdone, uh, you know, last episode we talked about Jonathan Groff. Yes. Uh, joining Doctor Who, and I, I don't think anybody really thought it was going to be for like an extended period. It kind of had a guest star feel to it. Well, they've been doing some filming, 
out at Margam Park. Yes. Uh, about a week ago. And it looks as though it is a Regency era story. Yes. Um, and the, the, the pictures of our cast. This is going to be a very costume heavy season. Yes. Um, and, and it's good. And it looks amazing. Yeah. It looks fantastic. Um, I will also say uh, some people did a little sleuthing with our with our photograph here, mm-hmm. and some people think that maybe someone has been photoshopped out of. Oh, I did see that, and, yeah. and it does on on the. Uh, I don't have the picture right in front of it, but I do remember looking at it, and it did kind of look like there was a slight change in shade. Yes, of the orange of the wall behind them. Yes. Um. I don't know. That's it's just seems like an odd thing to do. Why not just have that person step out of the picture and take another picture? Yeah, you'd think. Um, I you don't know, know but it, it, this is just yeah. Unless it's just messing with us. Yeah, maybe. It's like no, no, no. Let, let's intentionally let's intentionally Photoshop someone out. Could be because it's just going to make fandom keep guessing and going a little crazy. Yeah, hey, I'm fine you with know, it. I sure fine with I won't, it. I won't. I'm cool with it. Do whatever you feel uh, necessary. Yeah. And then not long after that, Shudy Gatwa, Jonathan Groff, and some friends went to go see Beyonce. <laughs> that's great. Perform in Cardiff, which I think is hilarious. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we did have one. Well, not really who knows, but we all got hotels. Oh, yes. <laughs> for, that's true. For Galley. So it feels like it's that was more than two weeks ago. Holy moly. It was, it was smack um, dab in the middle. It, it oh wait, really no! Was. It was literally Friday, wasn't it? Yeah, Friday after. We <laughs> yes, yes. That that fran- so and that was a that was a frantic day as it was because there was a <clears> lot of getting ready for Mother's Day. Yes. So I was running around doing a lot of things, and I was a little frantic as to why it looked like Tears of the Kingdom was not going to arrive until Monday. When I had two family members who really, really wanted oh, to play no. it the whole weekend long. <laughs> and thankfully, thankfully, it totally arrived that day. Great. Good, good, good. Yep. All right. So, this week, we watched The Doctor's Wife, starring Matt Smith as The Doctor, Karen Gillan as Amy, Arthur Darville as Rory, and Suran Jones as Idris. Idris. Mm-hmm. It was written by Neil Gaiman and directed by Richard Clark. It first aired May 14th, 2011, and is the fourth story of season six. And we have... That's a slew. We have a slew of story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at TARDIS Data Corps. So take it away, Taylor. And I'll be completely honest. I really had to trim down all the ones that I wanted to put in here. So if you want to see the, the absolute glut of story notes that surround this episode uh yeah definitely go and check that out so you know we love a good working title here yeah. this episode had the working title of bigger on the inside no um another working title was the house of nothing i actually really like that the house of nothing yeah that's yeah, pretty good one. nothing i love it <laughs> This episode was originally planned as the 11th episode of season five, but because of budget limitations was delayed until this season. Wow. That's crazy. It was almost the penultimate, penultimate episode of the previous season. That's nuts. I know. Hmm. I know. While it had been hinted before a few times in the franchise, most directly in the ending of the uh in the ending of the end of time this episode offers the first concrete confirmation that time lords can change genders when they regenerate that's right we have neil gaiman to thank for jody uh this is a <laughs> deliberate addition to the mythos on neil gaiman's part yes i do recall that was the mm-hmm. i do remember that and i went ooh, interesting yep um, Neil Gaiman had also wanted to use a classic series era console room for the sequences and the archived control room, which of course I would have loved because roundels. Yes. Um, but a set could not be reconstructed due to budgetary constraints. Instead, the 10th Doctor's console was left standing in the studio. Gaiman's request secretly waiting to be used in this episode. Wait, what? Yeah. How does that. So had they not. Because series five, we were still with. We were still with Matt Smith. We were. So is but that... seeing as how this was originally supposed to be a season five. Oh, and so... season five was his first season. 
I believe so, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. interesting. So, hey, don't strike that set just yet, he says. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> I know. In a talk at the Edinburgh Book Festival, Neil Gaiman revealed that the original plan for this episode focused on the idea of the Doctor being pursued by an enemy inside the TARDIS, but went through several subsequent changes. Uh, he changed the plan to focus on the companion being the one chased as the Doctor's knowledge of his ship would make it too easy for him to escape his enemy. Uh, he made the TARDIS the threat rather than just a specific alien so that the story wouldn't follow a simple cat and mouse formula and then included the idea of Idris to account for what happened to the TARDIS's mind during this attack. Ah, nice. I <laughs> like it. Yep, yep. So according to The Doctor Who Companion, The Eleventh Doctor, Volume 3, which might be one of the longer titles I've ever heard for a book. <laughs> the gibberish Idris is heard speaking in her cell prior to asking about fish fingers and referencing the motorbike was supposed to be the only water in the forest is the river. Backward. Oh, okay. Yep. Now, this one I was very interested in. I actually want to find uh, what I'm about to reference here. The seventh Doctor comic story, Nineveh! Exclamation point. Uh, I'm not joking. It is Nineveh um, contains the same narrative backdrop of this story. See, in the comic, the doctor's drawn to a world outside normal space, which is a junkyard for old TARDISes. There, a figure called the Watcher of Nineveh has been luring Time Lords to their deaths. Hmm, sounds familiar. The doctor himself is nearly killed because the Watcher has the ability to penetrate and inhabit the doctor's TARDIS, just as he did all the others. That said, the earlier story doesn't even hint at the personification of the TARDIS beyond the fact that the Doctor calls the TARDIS old girl. Nor does Nineveh feature any companions or people on the junkyard planet. Huh. That's, I would like to see that one. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, does knowing so, that... Sorry, does knowing that... Hmm. Um, does that make you like the story less? Not at all. Okay. Not one bit. Carry on. Not one bit. Because I liked it way before i knew this fact so yeah this didn't change it anyway this is the first story since hang on folks season 15's horror of fang rock wow. in which every character every character with the exception of the doctor and his companions is dead by the end of the episode wow r.i.p everyone yeah, yeah pretty much <laughs> pretty much and as i remember horror of fang rock had some pretty spectacular over the top death act oh yes uh, yeah originally house uh would be revealed as having grown from a spore that entered a bubble universe via one of the cracks in time remember again this was supposed to be a season five yes story neil gaiman intended the doctor to glimpse the true house an enormous mollusk-like entity concealed beneath the asteroids uh, mantle. Yep. okay yep and I know that we started with a working title uh, factoid, but we're going to end with one as well. Apparently, The Doctor's Wife was also a fake title attached to The Caves of Androzani. <laughs> John Nathan Turner had changed the title on his planning board in an attempt to weed out a suspected leak in his office. Interesting. So, yeah. That's funny. Never going to watch The Caves of Androzani the same way, no, are we? I love that. That's great. <laughs> All right, Taylor, you got a world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. Oh, boy, here we go. The Doctor, Amy, and Rory answer a distress call from the Corsair, who you may remember from some Game of Rassilon episodes. Shout-outs to Game of Rassilon. Um, last season, starting in yeah, like, a couple less of, than a month. Yeah. yeah. But instead, find a sentient asteroid outside our universe who's hastily cobbled together some helpers, rebooted an ood, and prepared a fetching vessel for the soul of the TARDIS. Oh, now, that would have been a cool episode name. Anyway, House, the asteroid, not the TV Doctor, like the TV doctor, not the doctor on TV. Anyway, decides it's time to get out of Dodge and head for the nearest intergalactic Olive Garden, but he's doing it in the Doctor's TARDIS. Can the Doctor and Idris catch up in time to reintegrate and enjoy some unlimited breadsticks? Ooh, unlimited? Unlimited. Oh, I like that. Breadsticks. All right, Taylor. Uh, overall <laughs> thoughts and feelings. I I love breadsticks. Oh, yes. you mean about the episode? Yes, that's true. Either <laughs> one would would do. Carbs, man. It's it's. I love them. Yeah. North Beach diet. Anyway, um, I forgot just how much I absolutely adore this story. Yeah, it's uh This it's, it's just great. so damn good. 
it is so damn good it's the 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 the, the banter and the dialogue and just how manic idris is at times yeah and um oh it just you know and we we get we get the doctor when he's angry and we get just so much yeah so much and it and it is so good and yet again moffat you know decides to um i guess technically gaiman decides to but moffat probably said something you know tear our hearts out with amy and rory yet again (laughs) yeah so there's another one to to put on our spreadsheet of how many times yes they do this to us i mean this this really is getting to be like every single episode yeah pretty much but it's yeah it's just it's it's you know you always you always wonder what's the tardis thinking is the tardis thinking yeah can the tardis think and and now you know you 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 meet the tardis basically that's that's fantastic i freaking love that yeah i will say this this is like revisiting this i'm like wow this this literally has uh everything Mm-hmm. has everything you could it has a little bit of history a little bit of stuff you possibly didn't know about history we get um a very cool looking junkyard planet oh my god that shot where you've got these giant ship engines like the friggin sdf1 yeah. from from robotech had crashed there or something it's incredible um you've got a pretty pretty great villain mm-hmm. um you have more amy and rory just sadness um and you get just great acting from from everyone involved it's just a really um well thought out well-rounded story in my opinion totally it has some great great lines great banter back and forth mm-hmm. um it's it's the whole, it's like the whole go ahead biting. sorry yeah 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 biting it's kissing, but there's a winner. Oh, that like, whole that's... thing. Yeah, that's very... Oh, my God. There, There's a lot to unpack there. Um, um, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but... And I, and I know we're, we're, we cast ourselves as a, as a PG uh, podcast, but Season 6 Doctor is... Uh, let me rephrase this. Probably the, the, the really randy Doctor, isn't he? Yeah. He kind of is. Yeah. Like, not just in this story. In other stories from this season, it's just like... Very flirty. You've got some pent up energy. Very flirty. There you go. The the flirtiness is abound. Yes, it, does. Um, it does. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. No, that's fine. You get pretty much everything. You know, you get like horror elements, you get um mm-hmm. suspense, you get, you know, sci fi obviously, uh heartwarming yeah. stuff, sad stuff. You get you get pretty much everything. It's um it's a it's just very, very, very well done, and I'm glad that we revisited it um i was going to say something about the corsair because that's the first thing i have here i remember watching this episode not really knowing what was going on and being like oh man we're we're gonna find a time lord it's gonna happen Mm yeah and then i i just and and a a brand new one yes a brand new one that apparently is one of the good ones Mm -hmm. which is great and yeah, it's just a very horrifying like this planet just leads leads time lords to their death and then rebuilds its little minions with the dead body parts of time lords. Yeah. It's very and disturbing. That's, you know, uncle and auntie are oh man, I remember kind of not really liking them all that much at first. Yeah, I remember that too. You know, but looking at them now and just their kind of quirks and mannerisms, you know, one's got the kind of like, you know, slightly bad French accent and the other is a very, you know, working class, you know, British accent. And, you know, then, then later when it's just like, you know, they're, they're, they're not needed anymore yeah. and, and they're about to die and it's just completely like they're discarded. You know, it, 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 it completely. And it is almost... It's like um, an afterthought, almost. It, it is. Yeah. But there is there is kind of this, like, you know, nonsensicalness about them Yeah. as that happens, you know? And it's like they're just sitting down and just being like, okay, I'm tired. Ooh. Yep. And, you know, it's like, oh, my God. Just completely... Just wild. Yeah, just completely uh, discarded without regard. The more I thought about it, though, it did, did make me wonder, since it, it does... They, they kind of establish that that you know people 
um, land there kind of like falling through the rift kind of thing. Yes. Um, and, and Idris really doesn't show any signs of having been rebuilt. Yeah. That to me is kind of, that's interesting because I don't, that's maybe one thing that I just really don't understand because we don't really get a timeline for Idris. We just know that she is being stripped of whatever her soul yeah, uh, and then she will have a new soul. Um, yeah, it's just we don't get it. We get no, and she seems pretty willing to do whatever. I mean, kind of. I, I mean, so it I, seems I, like she gets the deal. Yeah, but I, I feel like there's still a kind of a little bit of trepidation that we see. Well, I'm yeah, just, it, it makes me really kind of curious. Like, what is Idris's backstory? Like, where did she come from? Who was she? You know, yeah. how did she fall through the rift? Yeah, because um, she, and she also does not have a name like auntie, uncle, or nephew. Right. She's just right. Idris. She, she doesn't, yeah. Which is just also like, well, apparently she has not been there as long as the three of them have. That's in order what to get I'm a name. Right. But she's been there long enough to where she seemingly knows the deal. Not mm-hmm. not wanting to completely go along with it, but um, is still doing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh it's strange. It is. It's it's one of the unanswered aspects of this episode. Yeah. Um. So we do get the the soul transfer, and we do get Idris. We do. Idris, as we uh come to know her for the rest of the episode, and mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, very just. It, it was almost like, um, so I, I don't want to compare it to a, a doctor regeneration, but it kind of is. Look, I would agree with that. A little bit. I'd say maybe, sure. if anything, maybe like uh, like Colin Baker's, but not as uh, choky. Uh, not a moment too soon. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's just very, yeah, it was very like um, Idris's own regeneration into... Uh, a being that can see all and no doesn't know all, but you know knows a lot. Well, I, I, but apparently at one point we find out that it already knows what future console rooms are going to look like. So spoilers: Idris knows what Shooty got was. Ah, uh, yes, like. yes, yes, yes. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, she, what did she said that I've gone through thirty? Oh gosh, something in like the that. in the archive. Yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, also knows what future ones are going to look like, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I also wonder, like, uh, uh, the doctor says this because, you know, all the rooms got deleted and he has to rebuild mm-hmm. new ones. How mm-hmm. how does that go? Because we get the whole conversation. Can we not get bunk beds this time? And he's oh, like, right. oh, well, you know, it's a bed with a ladder. What's not to like? And how is that? Is that like a another like kind of psychic thing? I believe so. I know I'm answer- asking questions that we really just don't have any answer to, but it's just like I wonder how that it that goes about because we know the whole circuitry is psychic. So would it be like, oh, I made your room. Here's bunk beds. Yeah, honestly, I I, I think so because I I feel like I recall some of the Virgin New Adventure novels addressing like some aspects. Oh. Of that, okay. Of of kind of kind of the TARDIS reconfiguring itself based on what its occupants need, yeah. Um, which again ties right into this story. Where it's like you know, you never take me to the right place. No, I take you to where you need to be. Yeah, there are so many great lines. I mean that that is definitely one of them. There's <clears> the um, <throat> the it's just what they're called. It doesn't mean he actually knows what he's doing about Time Lords. Yes. Uh, yes. That was an amazing line. I loved yeah. the uh, "Fear me, I've killed hundreds of time lords." Fear me, I killed them all. Yes, that's, that that's a stone just... cold line right there. Oh, landed with such impact. Yeah. Um, Although I, I, I would like to issue the "Stop using the word impossible in Doctor Who challenge for 2024." I, I feel like maybe. Well, I mean, uh, at least in where we are right now in Doctor Who, they. They did not listen oh, to your your retroactive no. advice. No, because it no. happens for a while, and then I feel I feel like I, know, I wonder if we could if we could clock 
after Clara, how many times the word impossible is used? Um, seeing as how there is a Doctor Who episode transcript site, yes, we absolutely could. Oh, we could. That's right. That's true. We'll find and count. Oh, boy. No. Well, I mean, it's just control F impossible, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. That's not bad. Exactly. All right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of, a lot of quotable stuff here. I loved the, um, <laughs> there's so many good lines. The whole, when they get back to Amy and Rory and the doctor introduces her as the TARDIS. She's the TARDIS and she's a woman. Did she wish really hard? Really hard? Yes. That was great. One uh, one of my favorites. That's, uh, yeah, there's so many great, uh, great lines throughout this. Um, I also did love, just while we're talking about Idris and the TARDIS, I did love the doctor snapping his fingers to try to open the TARDIS console. I thought that was a nice little touch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of what else with with Idris was just. I loved Idris's um, costuming. I thought that was really yes. fun. Yeah. Um, I I thought the actress who played her did a fantastic job, and I'm it's mm-hmm. escaping me right now. It's Suran, correct? Yep. Saran Jones. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing job. Did you also kind of feel and I, I know like when some people say this it kind of, that kind of has a negative um I guess connotation to it. It felt a little Tim Burton y a little bit. I I I will not disagree with that. I'm not saying it was like a an homage to Tim Burton. It just felt a little Tim Burton y to me. No, but there is something about Idris's kind of like look and feel that has that kind of um, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, a little bit, right? Look, a little bit. Yeah, I'd say just not just her, but in general, just how the the world was costumed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we have the the weird pat. I call them the patchwork people. Yes, um, I like that. You know, a lot of a lot of weird, spooky things. Mm-hmm. I mean, good heavens, just House's voice. Oh, yes, House's voice, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Who voiced House? I feel like I looked that up. It was, you did. It was Michael Sheen. Sheen. Yes. Michael Sheen of, um, well, he's been in a lot of stuff, but, I mean, I guess Doctor Who adjacent, he was in, um, uh, he's in Good Omens, yeah. Yeah. Which a new season of that should be coming out soon. Oh, nice. Yeah nice i realized though that the the fact that you know he's um you know he's basically a a sentient asteroid with you know lots of stuff on his surface he's effectively the shiny crab from moana (laughs) because he's got all these ships and parts and stuff on his shell yeah you know quote-unquote shell so unfortunately we did not get michael sheen singing that song which actually would have been pretty awesome that would have been that would have been great <laughs> that would have been great um it's not the heart of tafiti it's the heart of the tardis yes absolutely <laughs> uh i really like the cubes the distress call cubes yes i thought yeah, those were very weekends. cool um do you think john because you know the doctor at the end of the cold open goes i've got mail yes do you think there's going to be a point when aol gags are going to stop making sense to the audience (laughs) that's a that is a great question so this came out in 2011 correct yes jeez um so i mean aol was was aol still around i mean Technically, yes, but it was basically just like a news site. It's not like you were getting like you know three and a quarter inch floppy disks. You got mail. Oh man. Yep. Oh, yep. Dude. Now we're obviously of an age where that will always make sense to us. I mean, I remember having AOL. Oh yeah, I do too. Yeah. I, I logged but on I to think, AIM all I the time. If, it was great. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think if my kids heard that, it wouldn't click with them. No, I don't. I yeah, I agree. I think. You know? Yeah. I'm trying to generational thing, man. Yeah, I'm really just trying to find like when when would AOL email, when would that um have stopped? Oh no. You know, like I don't know. I I feel like there might still be some people out there who have AOL as their email address. Well yeah, but I mean like I'm sorry, when did the whole not I guess dial up 
you know, you open it and it goes boom, 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 opens, yeah. you got mail. Yep. When did that yep. stop? And I can't really I mean, think. Because, yeah, that's relevant to know. us, but it's like, would it be relevant to someone who was um, at, at the time maybe like 15? You know? Possibly, depending on where you live in the world. Because, like, I remember in our family, we got DSL in like 98, 99. Oh, my. Yeah, that's true. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, but there were other people still running dial-up at that time, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Kids, if you're listening and you don't know what we mean by dial-up, ask your parents. They made this horrible screechy sound. Oh, man. Sometimes, do you miss the screeching sound sometimes? Uh, only sometimes. And then I hear it, and then I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, I probably, I'll probably get a, I'll get a kick of that later and be like, all right, I'm good. (laughs) Glad I never have to hear that ever again. But yeah, I, that is a good question. When will when will people stop getting the you got mail jokes? Yeah, you know I do and still. I don't even know it was intentional. You don't think you think it was just like I've got mail, I, just I like. I mean, he he may just be excitedly saying that he's got mail. Yes, that you is know? true. But it, it is one of those things that I'm of an age of when you know that was just a joke. Yeah, you've got mail. Oh, I've got mail. You know. Yeah. And so Neil Gaiman may have meant nothing by it, and that's just my interpretation of it. So who knows? Yeah, this is the most we've ever talked about American Online. Uh, uh, pretty much in the history of the show. In the history of our show, um, yeah. but the, I mean, that's a good question. I didn't really think about that because I went ha ha, but other people might not get it. It's very yeah. true. I don't know. I don't know. Um, man, what else? Uh, we got to Let's talk about the 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 spooky corridor scenes. Because those were great. I thought those were yeah. those were really really well done. Was that supposed to um, be reminiscent of an old TARDIS corridors? I don't know if they were supposed to be reminiscent. I don't really recall any TARDIS corridors looking like looking that. Like yeah, that through through classic Who. I and now I don't remember every single scene. Ever. Right. I don't have eidetic memory. Um, but what it did remind me of at times is, do you remember watching Mystery Science Theater 3000 and they'd get movie sign and the camera would like move forward <laughs> through the different, yes. the different, the corridor with the different doors, like the six different doors. That's kind of what it reminds okay. me yeah, of. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. I can see that. That makes sense to me. I just, I just want to see Rory go, whoa, we've got movie sign. <laughs> I'd be fine with it. Because I could totally hear him doing that. Oh, man. That would be great. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yep. Little little puppet Dalek and a little puppet Cyberman making jokes. At, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Did, you, did you notice that it really, we only got the view of um, it messing with Amy's mind and not Rory's mind at all? It was all Amy? Oh, yeah, I didn't even realize that but you're absolutely right it was um yeah everything was, was from, from her, her perspective yes which was um interesting because i feel I, like we haven't hit have we hit the girl who waited yet no no Ugh. i don't think so i know, I know. <laughs> but it's it's interesting it's interesting you bring that up because if i'm not mistaken this was obviously this was supposed to be the 11th story of season five and if i remember correctly that was the season where by that point rory was quote-unquote dead oh and so maybe when there was a rewrite and it got bumped into season six it was easier just to keep that all from amy's perspective where would you i'm sorry where would this have been slotted in uh, episode 11 season 5 so right oh. before um uh, hold on here right I'm... before pandorica opens oh cuz the lodger is just amy vincent and the doctor is just amy pandorica oh yeah it would have been right before mm-hmm. interesting yeah cuz he dies in know. hungry earth yes that's right oh wait no he dies in cold blood i'm sorry that was hungry earth part 2 Oh, hungry right, Earth okay. Part Two. <laughs> Earth hungrier. Hungrier Earth. Um, okay, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And I also, I just was... I looked it up, and uh, the girl who waited is in this season. Oh, so it's after boy. this. Yeah, like not right after this. No, 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 no. It's 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 but in it's, the it's gap. Later in the... Yeah, it's in gotcha. the gap. Okay. Um, okay. 
Anyway, yeah, a lot of like we get old man Rory. I do, I do think that the skeleton for some reason is just very funny to me. I don't know why. Like he he wrote die Amy die all over the place, and then was like, oh, I'm a skeleton now. I don't know. It just seemed really <laughs> funny to me. Like that. I assume it looked like he was like charred or something. I don't know. <laughs> Do you, do you think do you think we could somehow work skeleton Rory into a, a galley ribbon? Skeleton Rory? I don't know. Maybe we could just him, like the outline of him sitting on that, just like ho hum, <laughs> like sitting completely up. Or anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, all of that was pretty was pretty uh, spooky and and crazy. The oh, definitely. Old man, yeah. old man Rory just like being like, "All right, you left me. I waited two million years, even though that's not accurate." Um, <laughs> that's what you do. You, you do the outline of the skeleton on a ribbon. He's like, "Another two thousand years." Another two thousand years. I waited. <laughs> um, yeah, but Rory being like, "It's messing with our minds," and I, I was like, "It only seems to be messing with Amy's mind," but. I'm sure. I almost wonder if Roy's just like, yeah, ho hum. This is a hallucination. I don't care. Well, and that's the other <laughs> question. It's like, wait, isn't he technically an auton? Should he have a skeleton? No, I feel like we yada yada that. I feel like. It, oh, did we? Did we yada that? I missed. I, I missed feel like yada. he's not an auton anymore. It's yada yada. He uh, yada yada. He's flesh and bone again. Gotcha. It got. Uh, it got uh, techno babbled away. It got wibbly wobbled. <laughs> or spacey wacy, as yeah. they said in this one. It's space, yes, spacey wacy. I was like, man, they're just trying to make that magic happen again. Trying, mm, trying, trying. Try um, yeah. what else? What else was uh, was was great in this? I mean, the the ending is just like, just ugh. She wanted mm-hmm. to she wanted to say hello, and everyone's mm-hmm. just bawling their eyes out. Pretty much. The doctor, you know, met a new friend who completely understood him. And then they had to go and be a silent. Silence will fall. That's the real silence that fell, folks. <laughs> and you know what else was weird? Like, or not weird. There's that moment at the end where Rory is just like, he's shook by by Idris uh, no longer being with us. Mm-hmm. And I, it's like, I feel like he's seen, a, and seen and tried to help a lot of people who ended up uh, dying, but this one for some reason shook him a lot more than everyone, everything else. Which I, I, I don't know. I, I thought that was a little strange to me. But I guess they were just trying to pound the point home that it was. I mean, and it was. It was you know an important, uh, not life altering event. Yeah, but, but it's it's momentous. There you go, a momentous event. Which I mean, um, I could have known just from watching the doctor just weep openly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway um and what oh what else do we get here we get the um yeah only the only water in the forest is is the river yep which is just like huh like well at that point it's huh yeah you know we eventually get it yes yes we do yes we do and we'll i guess we'll cross that river <laughs> when we get to it yep um the summer yes yeah basically wow um like I said, a lot of great visuals in this. I love the doctor under the TARDIS, kind of just tinkering with all the wires and then with his goggles yes. on. I just love that. Yep. I think that's one of my favorite yep. uh, just little shots of, of the doctor hanging out. Yeah, he's got his little, little swing chair thing. Yes. Ugh, love it. Love it. So Absolutely much. love it. Yeah. Um, and then we get the, like, the very, it's, it's sad, but then it ends up being, there's a lot of, like, sad things that end up being cute, but the... Mm-hmm. Where the doctor's like, "Can you hear me?" And then he's like, "Oh, never mind, that's dumb." And then the TARDIS is like, "Yep, let's go." Mm-hmm. Pulls the lever, love it. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. That's that. That's that Doctor Who magic. Yeah, totally. That's sweet, sweet Doctor Who magic. Um, trying to think if there's anything else um, that I would like to touch on. Oh, yeah, the, the makeshift, the makeshift TARDIS console. We didn't really talk about that. I. Oh. I thought that was very cool. I also, um, those, those were, that was also a very cool scene with them talking to each other, trying to figure out. I think that's when we get the, I, I take you where you need to go mm-hmm. is in that scene. Um, I did like the, 
the look of our makeshift TARDIS console. I love that something fell off of it. Yes. <laughs> and then I love that he somehow had like those old school. Well, I guess not really old school. They might use them still. The uh, the movie theater ropes. Oh yes, the, yeah, the velvet ropes. Yeah, the velvet ropes to mm-hmm. be like. Well, this is how we'll strap ourselves in is by uh, is by this velvet rope while we're traveling yeah, through a vortex. It's a little classier than caution tape. Very true. Very true. But yeah, Taylor. Anything else um, catches your eye? I don't think so. I don't think so. But I mean, if we were going to talk about like the the would you recommend it scale, I absolutely absolutely. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, this is absolutely a recommends, which we uh, just we're gonna put in recommend there we go anyway now that'll be a part of our show because i feel like it was and then we just were like yeah whatever um yeah we just loved hitting buttons and that's what we're gonna do right now i've got all the machinery i need stand back it's time um yep there's nothing really right Idris biting the doctor, but that's about oh, it. Oh, yes. Oh, that, uh, yeah. Huh. I mean, <clears throat> I know we think of Duggan in terms of, you know, Duggan smash. Yes, Duggan bite. But <laughs> kind of maybe Duggan cobbling something together to smash his way into the TARDIS. I am stretching this a little bit. Yeah, I think, I think I'm fine with giving this a solid one. okay for one bite (laughs) there you there you go definitely went for another but one actual bite there you go one one bite uh i am interested uh to see what's behind this couch gathering close it's time for the behind the coast (laughs) what do you got for us taylor well honestly i start kind of like typing up the note for this like as i'm watching yeah um and so at first i was like oh it's not particularly scary like jump scare scary and then we get the scene with like crazy old rory yeah and then like skeleton rory (laughs) yes Um, and then i'm like okay no this 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 actually does have some pretty creepy scenes yeah um that also had kind of have a um mental trauma aspect to them because obviously this is your spouse. Yeah. You know, if you're angry and and you know you're kind of getting put through the ringer in terms of that. Yeah. So I I, I will say that like five percent of the story, um, maybe ten percent of the story is pretty scary. And you know if you've got a younger one, definitely kind of like brace them for it. Remember. Yeah. <laughs> houses messing with their minds. Yeah. You know, I. This is real. I'd say think it's more disturbing than scary. Yes. There's yes. a lot of disturbing things that you're like, oh, this is all of these uh, distress calls are from people who are now have been dead and their parts right. have been used to make these two people. Yes. Yeah. Perfect example. Perfect example. Um, but everything else kind of just has a, uh, you know, attention to it. And, and there is some peril involved. But, yes. You know, watching enough Doctor Who, you know, at least our characters are going to get through it yes yes well for the most part yes for the most part sometimes they don't and then they come back and then they're gone again but then they come back (laughs) anyway uh, just you just yeah just you wait folks (laughs) um okay so we're gonna keep on uh trucking here as i believe they used to say and it my dad had uh floor mats in his um in his orange dotson truck we're gonna wow. keep on trucking what was that a 620 i don't oh boy dotson truck i can't remember if that was the the number designation oh boy wow really keep on trucking floor mats is this it this might be it wow this thing looks no this is it oh boy oh wow <laughs> dude oh my god suddenly memories 1974 620 yeah okay hey 620 yeah, man, I remember the. Oh boy, manual. Yeah, I didn't know how to drive it. That's okay. St- <laughs> still don't. Uh, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, we're gonna keep on trucking. Well, we're gonna yep. be watching the uh, the Rebel Flesh next time. That's uh, you know, starring our usual cast of characters. 
Um, it was directed by Julian Simpson and written by Matthew Graham. Oh, not Billy Idol. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, no, that's the Rebel Yell. Sorry. My bad. Uh, Matthew Graham also wrote Fear Her. Okay. Which um, I believe is my least favorite Doctor Who episode. Oh, not because of the little whispery whispery girl. Not I hate, my least favorite. I, I dislike that, but that's fine. We'll watch these two episodes and... Hopefully there will be no whispering children in it. To, is, isn't this scary? No, it's really not. Um, no, anywho. It's slightly ASMR. <laughs> oh, yeah, it kind of is. All right, well, <laughs> episode ahead of its time then, I guess, technically. Wow. There you go. There you go. Crazy. All right, everybody. Um, it's the 22nd. It is. Um, oh, do you, did, did you plug this upcoming? Ah, you don't have to, I guess. No, well, next time yeah. we'll have the new episode out. There we go. There we are. Anyway. Pump it up then. Yes. Uh, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ThePodcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter. At BusBuddha71. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Please rate and review us as well. You can also find us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Uh, shop.spreadshirt.com slash N-O-T-L-G. I don't know what's going on with the weather. Uh, so, I mean, you can buy a sweatshirt, but you probably won't be able to use it in like two days. And then you'll put it away and then it'll start raining. Then you'll take it out. Uh, just We have all of our merchandise over there. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash N-O-T-L-G for any of your uh, seasonal needs. There you go. <laughs> and also patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G if you would like to donate monetarily to our little show over here on notlg uh and make sure you're supporting local shops still guys come on yeah come on get it get it together get it together and do that all right so join us again in two weeks time when we talk about the rebel flesh and we'll see you guys then see ya Oh my god, that shot where you've got these giant ship engines like the friggin' SDF one yeah. from, from Robotech had crashed there or something. It's incredible. <laughs>